Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. <laughs> All right. I am. I'm turning 40. I know. I, I don't know why people get concerned about this kind of stuff. I mean, maybe, maybe I will when I turn 60 or 70 or 80 or 90. I don't know. I'm thinking, like, I got 60 years ahead of me. I'm, like, not even halfway. Ah, oh, Lord, Jesus. Um, you know, we don't, we don't normally, I, I, I love, I'll say this real quick point, because I feel like one thing I love to do is just kind of give little snippets of sowing into our family. And so I just want to say, like, wouldn't it be amazing if when we had worship leaders come and that were guests in our community that we, we just had this thing that we just love to sow into people um, that are doing amazing things in the kingdom. And so I just want to encourage you. You know, Ryan didn't know we are doing this. He didn't come for an offering. He, d- he just came because we asked him, and he, and he loves Jesus, and he loves us. And, um, but I just want you to know, like, he'd be an amazing person to sow into. So um, if, if you want to just write on your check or just put up cash. We'll put up a bucket after here, too, if you just want to put some cash in there. His family is phenomenal. They moved down here from uh, Isla Vista up in Santa Barbara. Anyway, enough about him. He's amazing. Um, Jesus, Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus, yeah, come on. I love what Chris said. I'll say it again. Worship doesn't start until we get our eyes off ourselves. It doesn't start until we get our eyes off ourselves. So, whoo, we need to stop right there. If you're having a hard time getting into worship, it's probably because you're thinking about all of your stuff and your issues and your mistakes and your bad hair day, your good hair day, your shoe day. I don't know. But when you finally get your eyes off of you, you start to get some joy in you because he is, he's just, he's amazing. God is amazing. Gosh. I'm just kind of still recovering from that last 15 minutes of worship we did. That just, we were, we were here and Ryan was like, what if, what if we did this? And we're like, <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I'm done. Glory. Um, yeah, Lord, let me just pray for us. Pray for me. Father, we love you. 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 Yeah, it's just like Elf, right? I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, <laughs> God, we, we are, we are just, we're here for you, God. We're here for you. We're here to know you, to, to look and become like you, God. We're not here for any other reason. We're here to, to know you, to seek your face, to become like you, so that our words sound like you, so that our actions look like you, and that maybe we would begin to smell like you and we, we put off a fragrance. <laughs> the Jesus cologne. Thank you, Father. <laughs> yeah, God, I just pray, right, I pray this morning that, uh, that your Holy Spirit would touch everybody and that your grace would be enough for this message to reach the hearts. Amen. Come on. I'm really excited about this. I feel like I haven't, I haven't preached in like ages, ages, and that's hard for me because I have so much love for our community, and I'm always thinking about, like, what would I want to, what, 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 what do I want us to look like next, and where are we going and stuff, so I, I'm always thinking about this stuff, and so I'm excited, but now it's like all of a sudden you get to say something, and it's like, 
like it just goes everywhere. So I got to be careful that I don't overwhelm everybody. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about today um, one of my favorite topics. I've got a lot of favorite topics, but one of my favorite topics is is really what what I just feel like is one of my testimonies. That anytime you know I. I fairly often God reminds me of something that I just remind myself, myself is like, God, that's who you are to me. That's who I want to share with the world. And, it, and it's a God that is the kindest, most good God I've ever met. He's the kindest person. He's the kindest, most loving, most generous person I've ever met. And every time I think about that I get to serve him, that he, get, he loves me, with this overflowing, everlasting love, I'm just like, I'm amazed. And so I've got all these testimonies in my life that they may not mean anything to you, but they're so intimate to me. And they remind me who he is. You know, Psalms 34, I'll start with this verse here. Psalms 34, 8, it says, taste and, and see. Everybody say, taste and see that the Lord is good. Say he's good. Say he's kind. This understanding of how good he is changes everything. How many of you guys have had a glimpse of how good he is? Just raise your hand here. You've had a glimpse. You've had a glimpse. Come on. I want to tell you that you have not seen anything. You have not experienced even even maybe 10%, I don't know. He's a mystery, right? But I gotta believe that we have not touched the fullness of his goodness. It's like, it's almost like his goodness, like we get to see it and feel some of the radiation of the sun, but we have yet to recognize just how hot the sun is. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's unfathomable how good he is. He is so much better than we ever imagined. And I know it can be kind of ethereal sometimes, kind of like just out there, that word ethereal. I don't really know what it means, but I think it means something like it's out there. It's like, it's not really tangible. It's kind of like, a, like help me out, some smarter people, but <laughs> good enough. All right. And, he, and he, this is the problem with this, with this idea that he's, that, he's, that he's good. The problem with this is that we have all sorts of words that we use good for, don't we? Oh, that was a good meal. <laughs> wow, that was a good party. That was a good worship set. How's your day? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. And then it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. I mean, to some level, like, I feel like we're getting ripped off here. Thanks, Alice. Like, there's a little bit of a ripoff happening here. We're using the same word for good that the Bible says, taste and see. This is David. He's saying, taste and see that the Lord is good. And he's not saying that he's good like the worship was good or that your day is good or the food was good. He's saying, taste and see and experience. Touch him, feel him, smell him, experience him. Just close your eyes for a second because I don't want to lose you. Sometimes I feel like I'm way ahead of certain people and, and other people are right there with me. So I just take, take a second. I want you to imagine what it means to taste and see how good he is. That his, just, that, that if, if, if 
since the Lord is in the room, but just imagine he's in the room and he wants you to actually taste him. And he wants you to see that he's good. And he wants you to have an experience with his goodness. Just let yourself go a little bit further than you're used to going in your imagination of how good he is. How amazingly wonderful and kind and extravagant. That word today in our worship song. Extravagant. More than enough. Extra. Okay, come on back with me. Come back with me. You can open your eyes. I need your eyes. I need your eyes. I do it with my kids. <laughs> August, give me your eyes. Reagan, I need your eyes for this. Otherwise, I don't, they're just not listening to me. This is the foundation. I'm going I'm to talk about today the foundation and the importance that if, of building on the goodness of God. If you just build on the, the God that, um, that, oh gosh, I got to be careful because there's, so there's so many different ways that we think about God. How you think about God is how you build a foundation on him. If you build a foundation, like, uh, let's take a look at the, 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 the talents, the parable of the talents. He gave, he gave talents to, to three people, and, and one person multiplied, another person multiplied them less than that. But the third person, the master came back and says, what have you done with what I gave? And he says, oh, master, I buried them. Because I knew, <laughs> because I knew that you, you, you reap what you didn't sow, that you're a, you're, that you're a, you're a, uh, I forget the word they use. It just came to me, this scripture. But listen, he buried the talents because his, um, his, the, who he knew about the king caused him to act a certain way, didn't it? If you knew how good God is, you'd act differently. You think about, I think about the, 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 the as I was praying about this, I, God showed me the, the 24 elders surrounding the throne and, and they're, 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 they're looking at the Lord, they're looking at the Lord of the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, and, and they're looking at him and they're tasting and they're seeing that he's good. And they're taking, and he's so good, they're crying out. What are they saying? They're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Now you don't wake up saying that, I'm sure, but but they do. And then they take their crown, right? The, the, their, their place of authority. And they throw it at the feet of Jesus. They throw it at his feet. Why? Because they've seen. They've tasted and they've seen that he's good. And they get a much better picture of his goodness, right? They, they probably have a pretty good idea. And that's what happens to someone who sees and tastes that the Lord is good. Ah! Come on. This is stretching. I hope you're feeling stretched. I hope, I'm not trying to convict people, but that's what happens. That's what happens when you get that kind of a look of the goodness of God, of his goodness, taste and see. And then, and then if that weren't enough, they throw their crowns on the ground, and what do they do? They do it again, and they do it again, and they do it again because they've tasted and they've seen that he's what? What is he? He's good. He's good. I love this quote. I, I didn't, it's not mine. I, I, I think I got it from one of my heroes. I, I forget which one. I've just got lots of heroes. He says, we'll always f reflect the world we're most aware of. 
We will always reflect the world we're most aware of. What we know about God shapes everything of how you act. What you believe about who he is, what his nature is, will flow out of you. You can tell me all day long that he's a good God. But as soon as a problem comes up in your life, we're going to find out. As soon as there's an issue that comes up that's confronting, that's limiting, that's telling you some bad news or some tough situations, we're going to find out what you really believe about how good he is. And that's good news because he's unmoving. And so all we have to know is where to go find the goodness of God. And he doesn't move. He doesn't hide. He doesn't run away. He doesn't try to teach you lessons by hiding himself from you. He is always hiding in plain sight. He is always right there in front of you. And he's waiting for you to experience his goodness. So if you, but the, 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 the internal reality of what you live and what you know about him, the foundation that you're building your world on, has to be built on the goodness of God. Because everything that you believe will come out of that. Come with me to John 12. I want to I get into a little bit of the, the gospel here. John 12. John 12. And I'm, I'm going to back up a little bit, just give a little context in the beginning because we're going to start. We're, we're aiming for John uh, 12, 4. It says, Jesus, therefore, uh, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they made him a supper there, and Martha was serving. But Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. I'd imagine if you got raised from the dead, you'd want to hang out and just recline with him. Dude, just think about that. This guy Lazarus just got raised from the dead. He was dead just before this. And now he's hanging out with the dude. He's hanging out with the guy that raised him from the dead. How do you act around that person now? How do you? <laughs> do you like, can I shine your shoes this morning again, sir? Like, whatever you need. Like, it's like one of those, I'm indebted to you. You know, you're like, you saved my life. Like, you raised me from the dead. Whatever you want. Chris is saying this so good because he's two steps ahead. He realizes we've all been raised from the dead. So Lazarus, this, you know, Jesus is reclining, and Lazarus is like, I know where I'm at. I know where I'm at. I'm not leaving this guy's side. Eat my blood, drink my flesh. I don't, whatever you want. I was dead. Now I'm alive. Whatever you need. There's a lot of people that weren't raised from the dead that weren't reclining next to him. Let's just put it that way. All right. Moving on. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Woo, but Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. That's such a good word. Let's just pray and be done. Mary then took a pound of very costly perfume of pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. I love that. Mm, it's just so many thoughts and messages come out of that. So, you see this woman, see, you think about Lazarus. Who, what, who, what did Lazarus know about Jesus? 
right? He, 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 had, a, he had this deep-seated conviction of who Jesus was, right? <laughs> he had good reason to. Mary, she did something. She, had, she, she went off and did something, didn't she? She broke apart this, 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 this nard, and she took a pound of it and anointed the feet of Jesus, wiping his feet with her hair. And the house was filled. So Mary has this overflow action of being around Jesus that she just had to cover him and anoint him and serve him in this way, right? You follow me? Let's see what happens next. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples who was intending to betray him, said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor people? And now he said this not because he was concerned about the poor, but because he was a thief and as he had the money box, he used to pilfer what was put into it. So therefore, Jesus said, knowing all things and knowing what was going to happen. He says, let her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you don't always have me. What a soft rebuke that was. Wasn't that gentle? That really was gentle. But I want to talk about Judas. What was, what was the foundation of Jesus that he was standing on? What was in his heart? In his heart, well, it says in another um, gospel, it says that Judas, and that he was a thief. Here it says pilfer, which, why do we use that word anymore? It's N-E-S-B. Pilfer. He pilfered it. He pilfered <laughs> Pilfer. Anyway, so he, <laughs> it's my birthday Wednesday. I can say whatever I want. Ju- Judas, Judas had this reality that he was acting out of, that he had this, that, that he was in lack. Because what do thieves? Thieves are, thieves are trying to steal stuff because they're always in lack. There's never enough. There's an addiction probably that happens in there somewhere. But there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an operating system that they're moving out of that I have to get more. I don't have enough, right? And so do you think Judas had a reality of God's goodness? His reality was probably more that God is not enough for me. Because he was still a, he was still a Jew. He, was still, he still knew all the teachings. So he still knew God. But his understanding of the goodness of God was that God is not enough all the time. That God is only sometimes good, maybe. Because I bet Judas was a pretty good guy around, all around. I don't think you can hang out with this crew of 12 and not have a lot of good qualities going for you. Right? Like he wasn't like this horrible man that they like put up with. Because nobody else knew he was a thief. So he must have had some really great qualities. And yet out of the, out of, out of the heart, his actions came. Out of his understanding, he will always reflect the world we're most aware of. And in that moment, he probably didn't think about what he was saying. He just blurted it out. Why, why can't we save this for the, for the poor? And Jesus is having a moment. And Lazarus, well, he's fine. He will always be fine. He's good. I once was dead, now I'm alive. I don't know what, what, what was in Judas's heart. I don't know what experiences he had that took him to a place where he became the thief. But he spent all this time with Jesus and never figured out how good he was. But I bet you he said all the right things. I bet he had all the right prayers. In and out of the temple. Listen, you guys. 
my desire for our community isn't just that we do miracles. Because you can do miracles and not know how good God is. You can do miracles and be in the middle of depression because God is that good, actually. That, he, that, that the gifts that, that he gives us aren't based on your moods and your feelings. They're actually based on his abilities, his power to bring life to death. And so I am a fan of somebody that's in a rough season doing miracles because you're operating according to his identity, not your own. <laughs> Hallelujah for Tim and his, and his Jesus shirt right here. Thank you. This is, this, is, this is so important, you guys. This is so important. And it's so simple, right? It's, it's so simple. But you have to actually be thinking about this stuff in your life. You have to meditate on what do I really, how good really is God? How good is he? Because you can say all the right things. You can say, amen, isn't God good? All the time. He's good. <laughs> well. <laughs> and then you can go live a life of fear and anxiety and stress. And you can worry about stuff. And worry is, worry. I love my favorite, my favorite definition of worry is, is, mis, is a misuse of the imagination. I mean, God, I mean, look at, I mean, Ryan, Ryan's got some stuff going on in his life with his family. And man, I have never seen a man stronger. Man, I just want to prophesy of you, Ryan. Like I, I was thinking about it as I watched your videos. I don't chat with you very much, but I just want to say, man, I am floored at how you have stepped up and become a father and a king in this season. I, I mean, I, I just want to tell you that. It's just like, I am, I am honored to watch the way you and Cassie walk this out. You and her, you're both, they're just... Um, you know, their, their son was born and, and he's just, he's got so much hope on his world right now in his life. And I just, I love, I love what you guys are doing. When you did that live video of worshiping, man, I just, I felt the Lord say, look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Look how strong he is taking this forward. And so I just, I just want to honor you, man. I, I just saw you back there and I just, just, I love you. You're doing an awesome job and we are with you. I, Yeah. Can we take a second real quick? I just want to pray for Ryan's family. I know we're in the middle of a message. I just don't know else how to do this. Father, we just declare right now over little Asa, God, this is King Asa that you've made, that you are, you are the king of kings and Asa is your little king. And we thank you for the goodness of God to flow through Asa's life. We thank you for, uh, for, for every medical proclamation to get better and better and better. We pray for, for confounding doctors, God. And I thank you for the, the testimony that's coming out of this, God, that there is a, that King Asa will be a, will be a man that, that, that changes atmospheres, um, uh, 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 confounds every wise person by the miracles and by the joy and by the freedom that's coming out of this story. So God, we bless the whole Ellis family and all the friends that are around you and the people that have sowed into your life. We bless everybody that sows into your life. Whew. Amen. Amen. Thanks, man. I, that's the thing. It's like when you're faced with really difficult things, are you, are you wondering if Jesus fell off his throne? Are you, when, are you wondering if he's tripping, trying to get to you? Like, no. Jesus is fully good. And if you knew just how good he was, you, you would hold a worship service in the middle of the hospital. If you knew how good he was. All right. All right, moving on. So, 
I know I'm on fire. I just, I love preaching. God is so good. Second Thessalonians 1.11, it says this. It says, to this end, we also pray for you always that our God will count you worthy of your calling and fulfill every desire for goodness and the work of faith. Everybody say goodness and the work of faith. They're connected. They're connected. Your faith, your faith muscle, the muscle that we're cultivating in faith of, of, of stepping out in risk, of, of praying for things for people that come to your door and get healed of cancer, Kenazel. Your faith muscle is dependent on the goodness of God, your reality of his goodness. If you don't believe he's good, your prayers will be different. In fact, if you want to know, the, if you want a metric of, of a, little, a, little, a little goodness meter, I wish we could make a little iPhone app there, like, God, how's my goodness meter doing today? And it's like, oh, I'm struggling. How do you know if you believe he's good or not? Listen to how you talk. Listen to how you pray. Do you pray words like, Lord, you have to show up. I don't know what I'm going to do. Right? Or... If your goodness meter is pegged out, you're going to pray like this. God, I'm so excited that you're about to show up. I don't know what you're going to do because you're a mystery. But what's not a mystery, God, is your goodness. And I'm excited for how you're going to come through in this miracle with this day and age. You're just going to pray differently. You might pray in the name of Jesus instead of the name of Jesus because <laughs> you don't need to yell because he's that good. He can hear you. I had a friend of mine, I had a friend of mine, I'll just change all the details a little bit, but, uh, you know, he was looking for a place to live, and he came to me and says, Jesse, would you, would you pray for me? And I said, yeah, I love, it's like, I need a place to live. It's not working out where I'm at. I'm like, okay, I'd love to partner with you. Let's go for it. And then he starts talking about how, you know, his dad isn't gonna, isn't, isn't a good place right now, that he can't be, so they don't want me to live with them, and all this other stuff, and, and you can kind of hear the, 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 the the fear coming out a little bit and just like something better happen or I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. And so I'm like, cool, I'm in. Like, let's do this, right? No judgment. If that's where you're at, that's awesome. Just God help is a great prayer, right? Like no, no big deal. And so I, we started praying and a week went by and I asked the guy, hey, how's it going? Anything? Like, no, nothing yet. It's getting close. I got to be out by December 1st and I don't know what I'm going to do. Are you praying for me? And I'm like, yeah, I'm praying. I'm a pastor, so my prayers are extra, uh, extra faithful. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I just hope you know that. And so, <laughs> I, I think if you wear a shirt with Jesus and Santa on it, your prayers actually count a couple notches higher. So Tim, Tim's your man. If you add eggnog to it, game over. So three or four weeks go by, and this person, he comes up and he says, Jesse. I'm like, what? Hey, man. And he goes, I found the place. You did? Yeah, I found the place. Tell me about it. He's like, oh, it's great. They have, it's the only one with wheelchair access, so I'm good to go and all this stuff. And, and they, you know, I, there's no other place on Craigslist like it, and the, the price is good. I'm going there this evening to go see it. I know it. And he's excited. And I'm excited for him. Because I don't care how, you, how we got here. I'm just stoked that we got here. And I looked at him. I said, man, aren't you glad that God likes you this much? 
And I could feel it. And he's like, yeah, you know, I hope so. And in my heart's like, whoa, like, really? You hope so? No judgment, okay? There's no judgment where we're at. Like some of us, I, I'm at that place sometimes. <laughs> if my wife said that to me and I, when, in my worst moment, I'd be like, it does he really? <laughs> but this is the point, guys. He's going to come through regardless. He will, because he's good. Because he's good. But wouldn't you love to have life and life abundantly in the process? See, what you even ask for depends on how good he is. If you don't know how good he is, you might just ask for a good little one-bedroom apartment that, that somehow fits in your budget. But if you know how good he is, you might say, God, if you want me to live in a mansion for $100 a month, I'm in. I talked to someone last night. I got to preach at Just Be Church last night. They're phenomenal. And this girl was saying how she wants to, she wants to get a private pilot's license. She says, but, but I don't know really what's into that. And I don't know. Maybe I'll just be a flight attendant. I'm like, well, what do you really want to do? Like, well, I really want to be a, a pilot and fly for the airlines. I'm like, oh, well, why don't you ask him for that? And you could hear it in her voice. I'm like, well, I just don't know if he's, she didn't say it. But she meant was, I don't know how good he is. I don't know if he likes me that much. I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm good enough. But God wants to promote you well past you're good enough. He wants to deliver you well past you're good enough. He wants to take you so far beyond what you think about yourself. But you won't have those thoughts in your head even after today because a message won't change your life. You actually have to let it sit down in your heart. It has to sit down in your very being, your, 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 your mind. You has to grab it and own it for you to live this out because you'll only be aware, you'll only act out what you're most aware of. See, that's why I think it's important to taste and to see. It's important to experience him as often as we can. Sometimes when I'm worshiping you guys, you don't see me up here, and I, I sit up front not because I'm the pastor, because I don't want to be distracted by you guys. But, but, and so I, I'm, I just, I, I'm just up here because I don't want to look at people. And I'm sometimes, especially when Ryan or whoever's up here is not singing a part of it, they're just saying, sing your own song. Here's what I'm singing. God, you're so good. You're so good. You love me. God, I'm so thankful that you love me. God, you're so good. You're so good. You're so very, very good. You're so very, very good. And, and sometimes I believe it, and sometimes I just kind of believe it. But I'm going to keep declaring it and saying it because, because if I don't look at me when I say it, he can, he's, he's faithful to show me his goodness. He's faithful to show me his goodness. I want to challenge you to ask him again and again, show me your goodness. Show me your kindness. I've got story after story that I've shared even on a church of him showing up in the most unrealistic ways. I had a, I had a, Justin had a prophetic word that we were moving into a Joseph season and we were going to work for this company and this guy and the owner said, what if, what if we were like a Potiphar's house on the way to the palace? You were like a Joseph season and you helped us out with our church a little bit a few years ago. And I said, a Joseph season part of it. That sounds like God. That's kind of cool. Let's go for it. And so we did. So we had to look for a new place to live because we were homeless at the time. 
But we had Jesus, so we had, so we had, so we had everything. But we, we, we didn't know what he wanted to do. It was a mystery. And then this guy said, you know, Joseph's path, all this stuff. And some of you have heard this testimony. So the next day, we went down to Laguna Niguel, looked for a place with our friend Seagal. And they, they, they accepted our, uh, our, uh, our, to rent it um, based only on our credit score. Hallelujah for paying bills on time. And, and, and because we didn't have a job. I didn't have any income coming in. So there's no real good reason for them to accept it. But they did. We moved in the next day. That night... Um, when we got accepted, before we moved in, Jess is like, we should look at the name of the street, see if it means anything. Wow. And I'm looking at her like, and then the, the street name is El Pepino, okay? El Pepino, I'm thinking, honey, you're crazy. El Pepino means peppers in Spanish, I'm sure of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> we look it up, and it's the Italian word for the name, Joseph. I'm kidding you not. I can't make this up. You know what's crazier? Is that we literally moved in on the cross street of El Pepino and El Portico. And El Portico, right on the corner, the exact corner. So not kind of or across the street from on the corner. El Portico means a pathway or porchway to something. We literally moved into Joseph's path. Come on. Come on. That's got to make you cry a little bit. Huh? And it was the season that we were getting ready to launch the church in the mansion, which wasn't called the mansion until we got here. It was called the Shark Club. I think the right around over there, there was a big water tank with sharks in it. I don't know. I wasn't here. But Nicole goes up to the guy when we're getting ready to launch the church, wondering if we can, uh, you know, if we can meet here. And he goes, well, we're changing the name. Oh, what's it to? The mansion. Oh, because in my house, there are many. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so listen, this is, this is my reality. You can't, you can't change that. He will always be this kind, good father. I didn't ask for Joseph's path. I didn't even ask for a nice house in Laguna Niguel. I didn't know what I needed. I needed help. But he doesn't always tell me what his plans are. He just says this. Taste and see. Taste and see, Jesse. I am good. You have no idea how good I am. And I'm especially fond of you, by the way. I heard that during worship. He's especially fond of you. He is especially fond of you. Listen, our, our, our understanding of how good he is is shaped by our experiences. I get that. We're, we're experiential beings, right? The, the, the beauty of God is that his, his experience doesn't change. And so we can always go back to some place of solid truth, and that's the word. And I'm not going to preach about reading the Bible, but I want to tell you that if you don't know how good he is, this is a very good place to start. Read about Lazarus, who died. Read about all these other people. Listen to your friends' testimonies. Listen, come to me. I'll tell you, my, I'll tell you the whole testimony if you want. That's just the beginning of that moving testimony. It's crazy. 
But I want to tell you that there's, there's this morning, I want, to, I want to close with this. In fact, why don't you stand? Just get some, get some blood going. I want you to stand with me. I want to do this. I want to go after this. I don't just want to declare, God is good. Amen, he's good. And you still have this little place in your heart that has a big wall around it that says he's not that good. Don't come in here, okay? I want to go after this. I'm going to, we're going to do it with Jesus, all right? I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to hear his voice. By the way, the Bible says that you hear his voice. It says, my sheep hear my voice, and they will not hear the voice of another. Isn't that good news? That's really good news. Now listen, last point I want to say here before I dive into this. If we are ever questioning his goodness, then we lose trust with him. And then we're, if we lose trust with him, we're going to question every promise that we read. And you're going to read the word with a filter that says he's not that good to me. But you're not that special. You're not. He loves you as much as he loves everybody. As much as he loves the Reeds, the Cottons, the Kenners. He loves you as much as he loves everybody. So you're not, you're not, you're not excluded from the goodness of God. And so if there is a place in your world that isn't filled with his goodness, and, and how do you know there's hopelessness? Any area that there's hopelessness, chances are you don't believe how good he is. And so right now, with your eyes closed, just ask him right now, Father, what area of my world doesn't believe you're that good? And, I, and if you got a bunch of them, just lump them into one little category. I'm not looking to go introspective and, and to dig up stuff, but it's important that you do a little work for this. It's important that we don't just hit the positivity button because eventually it's going to come up and that button doesn't work. So right now, Father, would you just point out really beautifully and kindly the area that I don't, I'm not sure just how good you are. Maybe it's a dream. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a family. Maybe it's a, 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 a husband, a wife, a, a relationship you're in. Come on, we're about to upgrade these areas. So get that place right now. Now here's what I want you to do. I want you to, I want you to imagine tasting and seeing that he's good in that spot right there, just on that spot. And I want you to use your imagination correctly, and I want you to imagine far beyond all that you could ask or imagine. God's goodness being well above. If you're going through a trial, what would the well be of, well beyond all you could ask or imagine goodness look like for that issue? Come on, I want you to use your imagination. You can't exaggerate his goodness. Give it a shot. You need a job? Double it. You want a house? Double it. You want a relationship? Triple it. You want freedom? You got it. You're not just going to get free. You're going to cause cities to get free. Come on. 
Now here's what I want to do. I want to be thankful right now. I want you to be thankful right now. Listen, you don't know what he's going to do. We can, we can have an imagination, we can dream, but we just don't know because his dreams are well better than our dreams. So let's thank him right now in the mystery of how good he is. Let's just thank him right now in the midst of not knowing. Thank him right now. Give him thanks. Come on. Come on. Raise your voices. Just say, thank you, Father. Lord, you're, you're better than I thought. You're going to bring freedom to this area. God, thank you, God. You're better than I thought in this healing area, God. Finances, God, I, I, I don't know what you're going to do, but the whole world will see it and they'll celebrate. Just celebrate right now. Just celebrate right now. Just get a little happier. Say, woohoo! Woohoo! I don't know what you're going to do, God, but your goodness will never be in doubt. It will never be on trial. Come on. Come on, just give him thanks right now. Just give him a shout of praise. Father, we thank you for what you're doing today. Come on, amen. Come on, amen. Guys, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. I, I, I love coaching people one-on-one, -on -one, and I, I always try to end it with a challenge that makes them a little nervous, okay? I want to challenge you to start writing down bigger dreams, bigger dreams, if you find this hard, I want to challenge you, push through it. Push through it. Listen, there is work to be done. There's work to be done. It's the grace of God that he lights the flame. Right? God gives you a lit match. You didn't work for that. But it's our job to put a few logs on the fire. And maybe it's just a couple extra tiny little pieces of kindling. And by his grace, the thing's a bonfire. I don't know how it works. But there is a, there, he, he's happy to give us a lit fire. He's just going to ask us, would you, would you put some logs on it? And sometimes that just looks like sitting down and God, God, would you help me dream? I got to take the limits off my life. I got to take the limits off. In fact, right now, I just feel like God's taking the limits off some of your dreams right now. How many of you guys feel limited in your dreams? You just feel like, I, I keep hitting a ceiling in my dreams. They're, they're, they're kind of happening, but they're not really happening. Raise your hand. Come on, raise them high. Come on. I want to go off this right now. Father, in Jesus, in your, in your good name, and your good character, and your nature is to take this, these ceilings off. Father, I think, I think Lazarus got, got uncapped when he got raised from the dead. Father, I ask right now you would resurrect dreams right now. Resurrect dreams. And I want you to just put on your lips right now, Father. Father, I will serve you. I will serve you. I will, I will recline next to you, Father. I will be a life that has no other vision but you. Yeah, right now, God, just release the, the greater dreams. Release the, I, I feel like God wants to release new imaginations. I remember hearing a, a hero of mine, Chris Valentin, say, we always worry about the what if this happens, what if. And he, and he, and he switched it and says, what if, we, what if we worried about what if? What, what if you sell 15,000 rugs instead of 1,500 rugs? What, what, what if, what if? This church explodes to be 10,000 people instead of just 1,000 or 2,000. 
What if everybody gets healed instead of just a couple people get healed? What if? And I mean, we have a pre-service prayer meeting at, at, at 8.35-ish, 8.30-ish. And in that prayer meeting, we're going after the what if. What if people walk in and they can't stand because they're convicted of the goodness of God and they just pile a tears on the ground, just laughing and crying over how good he is? What if? What if you left this service today and nothing was the same? Ah! All right, everybody say this to me. Say to me, I'll never be the same. I receive all of his goodness. He's better than I think. He's better than I expect. And I've got a target on me. Come on, come and get me, God. Come on, amen. Give God give, give one more shout. Thank you, Father. Amen. Hey, if, can we get our prayer team to come on up? Come on up if you're on our prayer team. We want to we pray with you. If you just need, if you need an extra jolt of God's goodness, if you need a word spoken over you, come on up and do this. Uh-oh. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.